Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Hello and welcome everyone to episode 143 of the Real wow. Flicks podcast. We've done a lot of these. Still hate each other. Sure have. Uh, we can do anything special for 150? Uh, no, 200 is probably the one that we're going to be looking at for something. Yeah, that's when we get new hosts. That's right. It's... Start the new season of Real Flicks. Yeah. It's more of a soft reboot. I'll still be there. You and you Josh will be replaced now. by young, some young blonde co-hosts. Doesn't matter what Gosh, what gender, what so. age, just youngish and blondish. Um, now That's Tim will, fair, honestly. Tim will probably be out on parole by then, so maybe we can have him really get Finally the... Finally have him do a leadership role. It's been too long. It's been way too long. <laughs> uh, so uh, we are here today. It's just the two of us because Josh is doing something that I don't. I've ever since he told me what exactly he was doing. I don't. I still don't understand it. He and some of his peeps are watching all of the MCU movies over the course of a few days by choice. They're not even skipping the bad ones too, which is. I mean, if you skip the bad ones, you'd be watching Iron Man two, Black Panther. Age of Ultron, and that's that's basically it. Oh, Guardians two, yeah. obviously. Oh come on, Guardians one is better than Guardians movies. two. Why? Guardians one is better than Guardians two. Come on, dude. That's no. Guardian one, Guardians one's overrated. I never thought that was that great. Right, Guardians, Guardians two, two however, is much more Kino. Overrated and insulting. As of recording, Josh is on Ant Man. 2015's oh Ant-Man. It's almost done. Which is gross because yeah, Paul Rudd is Why gross. wouldn't they? Fuck you. What? Don't ever say that again to me. Say what? That Paul Rudd is gross. He's the greatest <gasps> actor of our generation. That? Paul Rudd's fine. Paul Rudd is great. He's alright. Tell me what, why he's not great. Uh, He's in the Marvel movies. So is um, who do you like? What are, what's who's your good actors? Leonardo DiCaprio. He's in one. No. Oh. Tom Hanks. He's in one. No. Oh, wait. Uh. What about uh? I have no ride or dies in the MCU. I'm cool with any of them. They're fine. But like none of none of my base. If Olivia Cook was in the MCU, then. There might be some problems going on, but as it stands, I'm okay. Okay. I'm glad we figured that out. That's, it is good. Always good to communicate. Uh, you also did something very intriguing. Did I? You took a nap, my dude. I did take a nap. I take a nap every day. My first question is how? On my bed? No, how, like, how do you take a nap? I get tired after work. But, like, how do you take a nap in the middle of the day? Or, like, in, during the day? Because I'm tired. Do you see so you just lay down and you fall yeah. asleep? I lay down, I put on a show that I don't have to pay attention to, and I go to sleep. I've maybe Why taken... 
a half dozen afternoon naps in like the last 10 to 12 years. Honestly, that kind of just sounds like your fault. I know. I just don't understand the the idea of taking a nap. It's like you have your sleep time and then you have your awake time. Why interrupt the awake well, time? What if time? you're because what if you're not doing anything in your awake time? First of all, well, I, there's always stuff to do. I could read, no. watch TV, I could play guitar. You know, go to sleep. Why would I go to sleep though? Like sleep can, is like the best thing in the entire world. Yeah, but I can do other canon. stuff. I can play with my cats. I can put them in funny hats. Have you ever done that? Yes. Is he? Yes. Not so, now. Send to the group chat. Eventually. It's it's around. I don't know. I, I've never been a nap guy. Like, a couple years ago, I remember taking a nap. Actually, it was last year. I took a nap. Yeah, it was great, I bet. It was from... It wasn't even a nap. It was... I fell asleep for a quote-unquote nap at, like, 2 in the, o'clock in the afternoon. And then I woke up the next day at 7. That's not a nap. That's a sleep. But it, it was, I had the intention of making it a nap, but it just yeah, but turned you went into to a sleep. long sleep. That's not my fault. <laughs> Wait, not. so do you go, do you like go unconscious when you nap? I go to sleep. <laughs> so you go to sleep too. Yeah, but I don't go for a, okay, well, a full what's, eight hours. What's the time threshold for a nap? No at, longer At, at what point hour. is a nap considered going to a sleep? A small sleep is an hour. <laughs> An hour? How do you wake yourself up? You don't. My body wakes myself up. (laughs) Really? Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I never understood people who can nap like uh, like that. Like I know there's people in like the you know certain industries who like like I'm gonna take a 15 minute nap. It's like what? (laughs) 15 minutes? What what do you get accomplished after 15 minutes? How does that how does that do you any good? You're refreshed. Yeah, but how do you know it's 15 minutes? Or how do you fall asleep when it's 15 minutes? I don't know what to tell you, but the human body is amazing. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm just awake. I just like to be awake until I go to sleep. You know? I don't. I mean, it's fair. I understand. I don't get nap culture, Cody. What's your sense? Nap culture. Oh, my God. You're right. I don't. I'm sorry. I wish I could explain it to you. Like, do I need to watch more Rick and Morty? Honestly, yeah. You you, you really can't go wrong when we're just watching more Rick and Morty. Will that make me a better napper? I don't understand. None make of this you makes a better sense. Person. Make you smarter. That's true. That is true. Um, at least that's what I'm banking on. Um, naps, man. I don't know. All right. Welcome to our map. My podcast, nap podcast. If you if you put this, if you edit this together with mattress chat, it's it becomes like a darkest hour Dunkirk kind of a deal. I'm still waiting for that edit. Just do it yourself. I'm not talented enough. It's not about talent. It's just like arranging things like a puzzle. I've never um, edited anything in my life. Interesting. Why not? I never had to. Hmm. How willing would you be to do an, to doing an MCU marathon? Well, I mean, if I was, if I was allowed to skip like Thor two, in the no, bad, you gotta watch ones, them all. Um, not very. There'd have to be some like good incentives for me to be doing it. 
What's the lowest amount of money you would be, somebody would have to pay you to do an MC marathon? Hundred dollars. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I'd probably seven fifty would be when I would say yes. Maybe. Wow. Because like that's a lot of hours of mediocrity. It's like how do I how do ten, you get ten dollars every movie? Uh, that's two hundred twenty dollars, dude. Uh, I need to be at least twenty five. Just to account for all the, so I can replace the brain cells I'm losing, watching <laughs> a bad film franchise. Not even a Oof. film; they're movies. What's no? We need something below movies. They are that's that's content. That's films, what Tino is. Movies, uh, films is for is high art. Movies yes. is for general audiences, and content is for shills. Oof! Those movies are content. <laughs> I only half believe that. Um. So, let's get into some Star Wars talk, Cody. What are you talking about? Well, we have two little nuggets of information, things that have broken the last couple weeks that I feel like we should be talking about a little bit. Uh, First off is William D. Williams returning to Star Wars as... Let me see if I can pronounce this right. I I never realized that. His name is William Williams. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But Billy D is coming back to Star Wars. How do you feel? Cool. Hopefully they won't kill him, but do what they have to. Do you think they'll kill him? Probably. I mean, they've killed off most, like, a lot of the other people, so it makes sense to kill him, too. And they ruined my Luke Skywalker. Not my Luke. That's not even the real Luke Skywalker. No, it's not. That's obviously just, like, a... Double force projection. Right. People are so sad. Who's a better villain, Kathleen Kennedy or Kylo Ren? (laughs) Kathy. (laughs) Uh, No, she's great. We love Kathy. We're big fans of Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, She's going to be on the show, actually, in a couple weeks. That'd be cool. Going to talk to her. She's going to tell us all this cool stuff that they're planning and. Don't tell Josh, but she's going to name him the head of Lucasfilm. Wow. So it's going to be pretty pretty crazy. So we're just going to pick a favorite. On the sole stipulation that all of the t- that all of the TV shows are decanonized. Not canon anymore? <laughs> yes. Because I hate the TV shows. That You've never canon. watched them. Uh, I know, but I don't like them in principle. I don't like them pillaging stuff from the TV shows, putting them into the movies. For the fanboys. I don't feel like you should do absolutely nothing for the fanboys. Because they are... Fuck the people that try to make your movie. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but William D. William D. Williams is back in Star Wars. Uh, I haven't seen him recently, but I'm hoping he looks so good. Shit. Is he Is he good? Is he okay? Um, he's looked better. I mean, he's what, 82 now? He's old as hell. Let's see. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. His middle name is not D, Cody. What is it? December. Is it really? Yeah. His legal name is William December Williams Jr. Gosh, I wish this was more like a Harry S. Truman oh, or the situation. S is the S is just literally his middle name. 
Oh, S is his middle name? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. But, Cody, trivia question for you. What month was William December Williams born? I want to say December, but it honestly feels like a trick question. I'm going to say December. It's April. Fuck. Which makes so much sense. He was born April 6, 1937. Oh, he's old as hell. So old. 81 um, years old. Could you imagine being that old? Yes. Uh, the, his last credit was... Uh, Star Wars Rebels. No. Well, film credit, because TV doesn't matter. Uh, was Lego Batman movie as Harvey Dent slash Two-Face. He apparently provided <laughs> the voice. Before that was The Man in 3B. A mystery thriller. Wow, Billy Dee's not had a very good career outside of Star Wars and Batman. It's like a lot of meh, okay stuff. TV movies. Well, that, makes, that makes sense to me. He should have been bigger. It's Billy D. It's William December, you know? Why wasn't he bigger? So Mark Hamill should have been bigger. I mean, <clears throat> Mark Hamill should have been bigger, too. <laughs> a little bit of a, he wasn't. It's a little Listen, bit of crack there? I'm going through second puberty right now. <laughs> Honestly, what do you I mean? need you to not. Ah, oh, jeez, guys. Oh, no. Hey, oh, it's geez, me, Cody. Rick. How you doing, everybody? It's me, Cody. Heh. <laughs> <laughs> kind of I hope your voice cracks. Oh, so embarrassing. <laughs> um, let's see. So, yeah, Billy D's back. Good times. Um, any idea of how they might reintegrate him? Any thoughts of what I you would want know. to see? I don't know how they're... Don't you mean how are you going to kill him off? Reintegrate him into the story? Kill my childhood some more? Uh, uh, childhood. Oh, my God. My childhood. Mm. I could see if... Um, I don't know. Are there any... Maybe 3PO could call him. Or R2. Because, like, everybody else is dead. And I'm assuming Leia's going to be... Uh, not alive. <laughs> Listen, we need some money, Billy D. Williams. Akbar's you're rich as shit. Too. Rest in peace, Admiral Akbar. Ah, the main hero. This really, he it's they're really Admiral Akbar's movies. It's his story that carries those films. I'm still a full belief that um, Akbar mm-hmm. and Holdo should have switched places. Yeah, that would have been smart. Just to give him a good. Good send off. Yeah. But you got to get Laura Dern in there. They don't. Oh, oh. Yeah, I guess you don't. She also has more money than God. Does she? She was in Jurassic Park. How do you not? Well, did she get like residuals? Or was it like I a one time check? Can't imagine she got too much money for, for Jurassic Park. Unless, like, it, like I said, like it's written into her contract. Like every blu-ray sale or whatever she gets like two bucks or something i don't know i hope she did that'd be cool um of elsewhere in star wars episode nine news it should be filming pretty soon uh carrie oh, russell Carrie russell i like carrie the russell. ray's mom <laughs> probably uh, i hope not i hope i hope uh jj sticks with ryan johnson's continuity no. let her be somebody else Marjorie has also been name, thrown around. If, if her name was in the movie was not Ryan, <laughs> and it's just devoted to uh, fixing his uh, 
what, what he did in that last episode. <laughs> that would be interesting. But uh, Mara Jade, do you think that's a possibility? I'm not with Luke not in the story anymore. Why not? Because they play off of each other. Well, maybe they will in a different way. Maybe, probably not. Probably not. I think Margie could have a shot of, of 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 chance of being in there. You know, of what I know about her from you, basically, is that she's she was Luke's boo thing, and that yes, she went on. You know, they went their separate ways at one point, or they didn't have kids or something. I don't know. I think it's possible. I'm. It's just possible because you could add a little bit of a little bit of Luke's character and maybe do some flashbacks. Or, some flashbacks, hire back Mark Hamill. I don't know. I don't know. Just saying it's possible, Cody. I'm just saying it's possible. Listen, anything's possible. Really? Yeah. It's even possible that the president isn't a traitor. Nice. Did you like that? I didn't get it. He's, he's a traitor. Traitor Joe's? He, he likes Putin. Who? Poutine? I like Putin. The, pres- the president of the United States. I don't know. I'm not familiar. <laughs> Barack Obama. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. And uh, other Star Wars. JJ did say, or I don't know if he said it, but in the article that broke about Kara Russell, it was mentioned that he was JJ was looking to cast a couple more people for the next film. All right. What are some? Send my resume. What are some? <laughs> what are some additions that you would like to see in Star Wars Episode Nine? Hmm. I don't know. You think we're going to see Rose again? Probably. Yeah. Then who could they Which be? Which is honestly too bad. Why? I don't like her. Eh, she's not great. I still think Finn and uh, Ray's chemistry is the best. Not that they have to fall in love, but it seemed like at the end of Last Jedi that they were setting up a Ray Poe romance possibly where it's like if she's gonna be with anybody she should be with Finn I think at least but she's a Jedi and Jedi can't love dude well it's it no don't you remember that bit from the most important movie no but 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 didn't Luke's death mean like it was the end of that phase of the Jedi maybe I think it was alright this fucking book dude uh, I would like to see some help for Kylo Ren. Maybe another figure another come villain. in. Um, so it's not just him and Hux running run the show. Maybe like a another. double Darth Plagueis? No, like I'm talking, like, didn't, um, wasn't the whole Thrawn trilogy about how Thrawn was like somewhere else during the main trilogy stuff? And he was like, guys, yeah. what happened? But like he was around, he but he just wasn't there. Fixes everything, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Maybe like something kind of like that. Not exactly it, but you know, oh, I was sent by Snoke to this place to do this thing, and now I'm back, Kylo Ren, to be a part of. Well, Thrawn is canon again, so yeah, maybe. I don't think they'll use him. The blue, the blue skin guy would look would be re- really silly. Um, I think at least. Um, Rooney Makino, dude. I really hope that since it is JJ, you know, closing out the trilogy and kind of putting a bow on his contributions to Star Wars, that we do get to see some resolution on the Knights of Ren. 
that we saw in the flashback in Force Awakens. Because those guys just look cool. Um, I'd like to see that them That was one of the... Uh, the uh, one of the theories about Carrie Russell's characters that should be one of those. Eh. I don't see her as villainous, though. I don't know, dude. I watched all of the Americans. Yeah. She was pretty benel- ben- ben- villainous. Were you trying to say benevolent? I was going to say benevolous. But villainous, almost. It's just, it's not a real word. John Mulaney? So, dude. How good yeah. is his most recent special? So good. So good. His Comedians in Cars with Jerry Seinfeld is also very, very oh, good. I haven't seen that one yet. I'm watching those guys, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's a there's a scene in uh, in that Comedians in Cars episode where um, the, uh, Jerry and um, uh, John Mulaney are at a, like a furniture store or like a rug store or something like that. He has to get a rug for his new apartment. His wife sent him on an errand when he's filming an episode with Jerry Seinfeld or whatever. But uh, they find a rug that they like and they're just kind of standing around and Mulaney turns to Seinfeld. He's like, so it's like, is this like a place where you like haggle or do you not haggle here? Jerry's like, I have no <laughs> idea. I don't, I, I've never haggled. He's like, really? And they just like go on haggling for a minute and like do a little bit about that. And Jerry looks at him. He's like, you know, you know how I would haggle. And John's like, yeah, sure, I'll be like the owner of the haberdashery or whatever. And they like <laughs> role play for a second. Jerry's like, so what is the most amount of money that you'd be that you'd want for this? And Melania's like five thousand dollars. And Simon's like, okay, <laughs> okay, that's how I haggle. Because <laughs> he's just so rich. He has so much money. It's insane. Uh, classic. That I like. I like Seinfeld. He's Seinfeld's fine. the best. He's so great. And I'm glad that he made the best movie ever made. LB e- movie? Yeah. That was his one movie, by the way. He has not done anything else cinematically. The only contribution He's never he has, been in another movie? Well, he has, but like not in a... Not like, oh, not like a Truman Show kind of thing. Or, or like starring Jerry Seinfeld in live action, you know? He just does stand-up. That's all he cares to cares to do he's good at it he co-wrote the b movie <laughs> he loves that movie and apparently it all started as a joke oh did it yeah that's like funny. at steven spielberg's house that i need to read more about that that sounds hysterical jerry seinfeld and i share a birthday oh that's cool both born in uh in the uh late 50s <sighs> November 1958. How shocking would it be to you? How much would your would your world turn on its ear if you found out that I was actually born in the 1950s? Kind of a lot because we went to high school together. I know. So wouldn't that be weird? What if that was like yeah, my I mean, la- What if that was like one of my? I'd gone. Oh, is there a movie or something like that where a guy's like super old or he like is immortal and he just goes to a bunch of different high schools? There's got to be a movie. Um, Billy Madison's kind of like that. No, something else. Hmm. That would be quite the plot twist, I think. Uh, so, what do you say we move on, Cody? Okay, it's your show, dude. It's 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 our show. My show, dude. We're moving okay. on. That's why I'm asking you if we can move on. Yes, yeah, so you're allowed. A third of this show is yours. It's thirty-three point three three repeating percent mine. Same for you, same for Josh, and the rest is Tim's. 
At point zero one percent is how he maintains control. <laughs> Worth it. He's got to live with it sometimes. Uh, Predator, or what's what's this new one called? Shane Black's the Predator. It's the Predator. The Predator. T H. Not just any. Not just any Predator. It's the like which is it like the definitive Predator? I, I guess. Okay. Very interesting. I'm into that. Very into that. Uh, well, Shane Black's The Predator is coming out in just a few weeks uh, Weeks now. And since I've, this year, based on your recommendation and then my own uh, you know, curiosity, I guess, dove into the Predator movies a little bit, I figure now was a good time to do like a sort of mini-ish retrospective uh, of yeah, that's smart. Predator in film. Because Predator is the perfect movie. You in case you're so? wondering, I let let's let's get there. Well, 1989. It's the first, it's the first movie. 1987. 1987. Also Predator. the same year of what, Cody? 1987. Um, the release what? of the Joshua oh, Tree. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, this was the, this movie was. Uh, assigned to me by you for movie homework, of which we probably should start movement on those, because I have kind of forgotten I'm I'm supposed to watch Chef, but I will, eventually. Uh, Chef is so good. The the meme about Chef is that it's a good movie. (laughs) Are you sure? And I need to watch Inside Out. Are you sure, though? Ah, so good. That's way better than Chef, I can already tell you right now. Um, I've never seen Chef. Yeah, I haven't seen you. Spoken um, like someone who hasn't seen Chef, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, so Predator debuted in theaters yes. in 1987. And I guess one of the Probably superficial things it. that I can say about these movies, um, just from not knowing too much about it, but knowing enough, these aren't really that big of money makers. Like it's not it's not a huge franchise, you know. You tell me, Alien versus Predator didn't make all the money in the world. Well, here, let me. I'll pull up the numbers. So, Predator, nineteen eighty-seven, made approximately. Hold on, let me get these into order. Okay, Predator was budgeted between fifteen and eighteen million dollars, gross ninety-eight point three at the box office. Pretty good. Pretty good. Predator 2, however, budgeted at $35 million, and this was released just three years later. Budgeted at $35 million, gross $57.1 million. Well, it's also important to realize that yeah. Predator 2 is not a good movie. We're going to get to that. Uh, Alien vs. Predator, released in 2004, in addition to being one of the best films ever made, uh, budgeted at sixty million, grossed one hundred and seventy-two. Oh, one of, one of, among the best, the best. It's up there. It's the best movie. <laughs> EVP budgeted sixty, made one hundred seventy-two point five. Wow, really? EVP Requiem. Oof, the oof, sequel. This, this one's gonna hurt. Budgeted at forty million dollars, grossed one hundred twenty-nine million. Oh, that made a lot more money than I thought it did. Pretty good. And then Predators, released in 2010, which I 
I th- I have. Do I own that? I don't know. I've been mean to watch it though. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't buy that one if I were you. Would not. No. I think I have it on my TV or something like that. I don't know. I'll track it down. Uh, Predators budgeted at forty million has made, uh, not has made, but made one hundred twenty-seven point two million. So, not the most ludicrously successful franchise. They they seem to be pretty low risk, high reward kind of movies. And the only one that didn't do great was Predator Two. But um, at least using Alien as a comparison, coming into reading about these movies, I thought that they would be like in the two to three hundreds or maybe even $500 million just because of how much of a place that they have in, you know, the culture, I guess, but they do. Okay. What do you, and then, uh, Oh no, no money currently or no budget put down for the predator yet, but I can imagine looking at it. It's what, like 90 million maybe. Probably. That makes sense to me. But. hmm. Like, that's not too ludicrously high, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. I gotta say, I thought Predators would, would, was much more of a, or, I thought Predators was a bomb, come to think of it. Also, very poor naming device, um, poor naming franchise. Predator, Predator 2, Predators, and then The Predator. Those are the first four movies. (laughs) Oh, and then the, the fifth one. I assume was going to be to catch a predator, and that's just going to get weird. Um, it's a, it's convoluted, and they've already made that sequel. Hey, um, Mr. Predator, why don't you have a seat right at, right over there? Just have a seat, Mister 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 Predator. Hey, why don't you have a that's seat? Funny. <laughs> to catch a predator, starring Roy Moore, <laughs> Oof, Chris Hansen, and the ghost of hey. Joe Paterno. Wow. Talk about your uh, team up. Yeah, <laughs> your ensemble cast. <laughs> Roy Moore, Chris Hansen, the Ghost Joe Paterno. Honestly, that's like the Ocean's Eleven of Predator films. I think. <laughs> but speaking of, let's start at the very beginning. Nineteen eighty-seven, Predator, directed by John McTiernan of Die Hard fame, starring. Uh, I don't. I'm not familiar with this guy. Starring Carl Weathers. There we go. And oh, but yeah, he's Apollo Creed Maki. I'm just not familiar with the other guy. Oh, uh, what's his name again? Uh, let's see. Oh, Michael Stuhlbarg and <laughs> Carl. <laughs> Michael Stuhlbarg needs to be in a Predator movie now. I, I need uh, that. Timothy. No, not Timothy Chalamet. Absolutely not. Take that back, Cody. You take it back right now. Take it back. I don't like the Twinkie either, dude. But take take it back. I did. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, <laughs> Michael Stuhlbarg would be great in a Predator movie, though. I just, I do, I am serious about that. He'd be great in any movie, really. But, especially the Predator films. Um, what are your thoughts? The Predator, though. <laughs> so, as, as Andy Hertzfeld from Steve Jobs, though, with that voice. Well, she needed socks. <laughs> I need that skull. <laughs> well get get over here oh, he's such a good actor uh predator one of your favorite movies yes why is that what, what was the first time that you saw it i saw that <laughs> probably 2004 right after 
I saw AVP mm. because I was in the fourth grade and I had bad parents and they let me watch these movies. Um, Good parents, you mean? Yeah. I got to watch all of them. I got to watch um, Alien and both of the Predator movies. Oh, boy. Uh, nice. It was fun. Good times. Um, but yeah, that was the first time I saw it was when I was like 10. And you just did something ever since. Is is this one of your sick day movies? I th- I can't remember if you said it was or not. I mean, I could watch this anytime. It's the best drunk movie I've ever watched. What was the last time you but saw it? When I was drunk. Recently? Mm, about a year ago, probably. Okay. I saw it just a few months ago on your recommendation. I really liked it as well. Um, I mean, Arnold and Carl Weathers obviously sort of make the movie. And the, the scene of um, early on when they... What are they? They drive like they drop a car into like some compound, yeah. whatever. Yeah, before like you kill. realize it's going to be a super cool movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they kill all those guys, um, so it's that's such a fun scene. The action in this movie is just next level. It's so freaking fun, and um, I, I also love. And this kind of goes for the next, the second movie as well. Is I should, I love how gradually they bring in the predator and i because the best part about an alien or a predator movie is not at least to me it's not um the process of them going around and killing uh the various people it's like when you see the main character start to realize kind of what is going on and react to it mm-hmm. like those first 45 minutes to an hour of alien i think are the best is is the best in the movie because it starts off so mysterious and all that and then it just finally when the chest burster comes out, you realize, you know, that's when, like, the shoe drops. And this the shoe drops in this movie in a much more <laughs> pulpy and, like, flashbang, boom kind of way. But it's still it's still a fun uh, time with the shoe drops. And um, Arnold going toe-to-toe with the Predator and covering himself in mud is just some very iconic uh, 80s action movie kind of stuff. Um, I honestly think that this movie would have been even better... If they didn't um, show the spaceship at the beginning of the movie, mm. because so then the audience is right there along with with Doug. Yeah, so it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, I mean, obviously the the audience is going to know. Like, if the movie's called Predator, you know. Yeah, it could be Arnold. Yeah, you could call it something different. Be like a like jungle battle or. You know, mercenaries or something like that. Oh, mercenaries would be cool because the Predator's kind of a mercenary. You call it mercenaries and, like, not even... And just kind of go through the first few few scenes, 45 minutes, half hour or so per huge, and then just, boom, Predator's there. And he's just... You can even call it just hunters. Yeah, that's true. I like I like mercenaries more, though, Cody. I guess you came up with it, of course. But, I mean, it's not bad, but just think about it. <laughs> because the predator's an actor, he's a hunter. He's less than a mercenary, more of a hunter. Yeah, but no, but like our, no, that's true. Hunter scenarios. There you go. There's hunter a compromise. Scenario. Hunter scenarios. <laughs> Boom. Could, uh, yeah, this country was built on that. <laughs> yes. Uh, also worth noting, Predator, starring Shane Black, who would of course go on to now write and direct the newest The Predator film, uh, which is just such a cool. It's just a cool thing that 
director, the director and writer of a future movies has like an active in the, and yeah. starring role in one of the earlier movies. I've always thought that's one of the most under wowed uh, movie sort of trivia or whatever, or just kind of fun little things. Like imagine, I don't know. <laughs> imagine like Christopher Nolan having a supporting role in Batman 1989, <laughs> and then he goes and makes the Dark Knight trilogy. I mean, obviously, that'd be awesome. Yeah. It's like, obviously, they're different things, but um, it's still, it's just, it's cool. Like, I don't know, Spielberg being in Star Wars or something like that. In the E.T. prequel. Yeah. Just called T. Starting Mr. T. Where he becomes the E.T. Where he becomes the E.T. You like E.T.? I don't think I've seen E.T. in a long time. I don't like it. But. I don't like it. I don't like how much Josh likes E.T. It's fair. Favorite scene in Predator? My favorite scene in Predator is probably the last um, scene. Right before the bomb goes off and he tricks the Predator. Mm. When you see his plan that he makes up. Uh, I also like um, the scene where Billy is... uh, <laughs> standing on the, <laughs> the ridge, you know. Yeah, <laughs> just, he's just going full Native American. I love that scene. So, do you know where this movie got its uh, the the idea for this movie got its inception? No, after the release of classic film Rocky Four. There was a joke, a joke that was circulating in Hollywood uh, that because Rocky Balboa had run out of earthly opponents, he would have to fight an alien for a fifth Rocky movie to be made. So the screenwriters, Jim and John Thomas, took that and based that joke around the screenplay. And then didn't they get Dolph Lundgren to play the original Predator for like 20 minutes? Yeah. And by the way, the script for Predator was originally titled Hunter. So I guess you win this fight. Um, (laughs) good job Cody Um, yes Jean-Claude Van Damme was originally cast as the Predator oh no that's Dolph Lundgren so I was wrong I get those two guys I get those two guys confused they're basically the same person there's no difference between them Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme was originally cast as the Predator they wanted him to be like a uh, a weird scorpion monster yeah with like martial arts skilled making like an agile like ninja or something like that uh, to kind of contrast Schwarzenegger, Weathers, and Ventura. We have two future governors in this movie. That's nuts. Schwarzenegger <laughs> for California and Ventura for Minnesota. Wow. That is so weird. <laughs> um, Can you call Jesse Ventura by his correct name, please? It's the body. The body. <laughs> Just, I hate you so much. Dude, he's so cool. He's crazy. He was a pre-Trump. I don't, I'm not about to stump for Jesse Ventura. Or the body. There you go. Sorry. God, he was he was the governor of Minnesota. Yes. So here's the in the the election breakdown for the uh Minnesota gubernatorial election in nineteen ninety eight. Jesse Ventura, uh popular vote, seven hundred and seventy three thousand votes. Norm Coleman, Republican, 717,000 votes. And Skip Humphrey, <laughs> yikes, 587,000 votes. It's a hell of a name. It is pretty good. Poor Skip didn't deserve that. Ventura won. 
he got 37% of the vote to Coleman's 34.3 and Humphrey's 28.1. That that's a close is, race. It's a, that's a crazy race. Rain is a ref- oh, God. Minnesota, what are you doing? Same thing California did. When? Oh, when, with, when they elected Schwarzenegger. I wonder how close was that. Let's find out how close the governorship race in California was when Arnold ran. Arnold, Arnold won. How, how old do you think Arnold is, by the he's way? In se- he's like 70, isn't he? He is 70. He's exactly 70. Nice. Don't mess nice. around. I know my predator lore, dude. That's fair. Uh, let's see. So Arnold was elected in California in a 2003 recall election. Not quite sure why. I don't have the time to deep dive into that right now. Ran against Cruz Bustamante. The Democrat, <laughs> and then Tom McClintock, another a fellow Republican. Schwarzenegger uh, received 4.2 million votes, translating to about wow, 40, translating to about 48.6 percent of the vote. Well, that's good. But when it came to re- for reelection, he ran against Phil Angelitas, the Democrat. Schwarzenegger received 4.8 million votes to Angelitas's. Uh, 3.3, 3.4-ish, winning 55.9% to 38.9%. He did a good job. That is just crazy. He's good. He should have ran for president. He can't. He can't. He can't I know. Cody. He's not a citizen. Not a citizen. Uh, so final thoughts, I guess, for Predator. I love it. I think it's a very fun 80s action movie. It is high-key one of the perfect movies that have ever been made. I I can't I can't complain f- about that. I think it's perfect in its own way. Um, not that the movie like that could really be that bad if it's that kind of silly and fun or whatever. But uh, I think it's great. Definitely going to revisit it in the future. You should watch it drunk sometime. I promise you, you love it. Maybe. Uh, Predator Two. I watched this one just a few days ago. I liked it. I thought it was. Did kinda, you really? Yeah. I didn't. I kind of knew of its, um, the reputation that it had going into it, and uh, I just didn't see what the fuss was about. Like, I it's weird as hell. That's the problem. Is that it's weird. I don't think it's that weird. What about it's, it's weird? Pretty, well, you've got hoodoo and voodoo shit going on. Um, that's it. Well, he that's weird the, to me. The voodoo stuff doesn't make a make up a huge part of the movie. At least I don't think. Well, maybe. It's still weird, though. Yeah. It's just that one guy with the cane sword. Kind of creeps me out. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was neat. It was like a fun idea to sort of integrate Predator into a gang war, you know? I think, I, I think that's kind of cool. And some of the kills that he gets and, you know, the whole skinny people live and when, um... Uh, the scene with those, like, what was it, like the drug dealer or whatever, you know, in like the hotel room? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool scene. Him going up against, I'm, I guess, I'll be honest with you, I'm not really much of a fan of Danny Glover. I just saw a movie today with him in it, and I just can't stand him. Loved it, you mean? Uh, wow, uh, I didn't know one of my co-hosts was a racist. Uh, no. I, you probably don't even like Glory, dude. <laughs> I like Glory. Denzel's good. Yeah, Matthew Broderick it. is a bit of a weird choice, though. 
I'm being if we're being honest here. Well, he's supposed to play a 23-year-old man, and he looks 23 in that movie. I just his voice is too pure. I just never bought him as anything but I don't Paris know. Paris Bueller, basically. Um, let's see. Yeah, Predator Two. I didn't mind the kind of weird ish stuff. Not that I really think it's that weird. Um, but I think it kind of does a similar job as the first one. It's just with these movies, a lot of a lot of the times it's as simple as dropping the predator into a time and a place and you can you know, you can either do a gang war in the case of Predator, Predator Two, or you know, you could do you could like drop him in the middle of home alone, like New York at Christmas time, and that'd be pretty great. <laughs> You can put him in, um, I don't know, in, you could put him in London, you could put him in Canada, you could put him in South America. It's just, these movies are as simple as dropping him in the middle of something kind of weird and just seeing how the world reacts to the Predator. Or maybe not the world, but at least this some a certain group of people. Give me a Predator movie that takes place in the American Revolution. <laughs> how about this? Predator to what was it uh would it be the I don't know Predator 5 or whatever <laughs> just plop him down in the 2020 or yeah tw- the 2020 <laughs> Republican National Convention and see what happens I don't know who knows Try, uh, Predator going up against secret service agents what that sounds awesome I'd watch that that's something that could be like a political thriller but what if instead of like the predator being a monster yeah it's just Mitch McConnell like a third party candidate <laughs> who's trying to get the uh Michael Bloomberg look at the nomination it's Michael Bloomberg ah! Gary John Gary Johnson gives his life to protect uh god I don't know somebody Gary Johnson is a fool anybody voted for him is a fool yikes you need to calm down no he is because you're making fun of my six years ago self right now and I can't handle that you didn't vote for Obama and I'm the racist no, I, the only reason I didn't vote for Obama is because I knew he was going to win. You weren't sure? I was positive. You didn't know? Okay, I'm sorry. So you, wait, was that the first presidential election you voted in? Yeah. Oh my God, come on, man. You, I don't know. you had one chance to vote for Obama and you blew it! You blew last it! Time, last time I voted for an actual candidate, it didn't go out so well, so maybe... Same. That was my first presidential vote. It sucked. Sucky one. Didn't like that one at all. You don't You don't like Trump? No, I love him. I think he's the best. Oh, God, what would that be like? What would be a much different podcast. Or like, how would, how would your life change if I was actually... Oh, 60 years old. How would your life change if you just one day I woke up and it's like, I get it now. I'm on the Trump train. Like, woo woo. Like, how weird would that be? That'd be dumb. I would just die. Just drop dead right there. Boom. Uh, God, he's such an ass. Uh, also loved the, before there were, um, universe building. Predator 2 had some universe building. Oh yeah! Before it was a thing, where with the alien did you see? Skull. Did you see the alien skull? Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I did. I kind of knew. I in in the back of my head, like in the periphery of my memory, I probably knew that there was an alien skull in Predator Two. But when watching when I watched the movie a few days ago, I kind of. I think I saw it for the first time. Like I didn't know that it was there, but like I feel like I maybe knew it was there. I don't know. I, but it was cool, nonetheless. 
having like an have, putting an alien skull in there is just like a fun way to build out the world and kind of throw some red meat to the sort of the diehards out there who love you know these two franchises and just loves fox yeah big fox fan 20th century 21st doesn't matter news no <laughs> no you don't love 20th century fox and the news there's just no there's no way got one um other predator 2 thoughts what do you think about it do you like it yeah it's fine yeah. i mean it's not as good as predator 1 but it's got that um cool shootout in the beginning of the movie yeah that's that's intense that guy with the double uzis is like the worst i hate him so much because all he did was like shoot and scream he looked scream while he was firing his guns i was like stop dude it's loud enough doesn't matter <laughs> doesn't matter that you're yelling nobody cares I'm trying to shoot you um wrong baldwin and wrong there's a baldwin in there there's a baldwin and there's a, a wrong Baldwin and a wrong Downey Jr. Which wrong Baldwin is it? Uh, Adam. The he's good even, Baldwin? He's not. No, he's not even a canon Baldwin. He's like a different. I know. One. He's the best Baldwin there is. Adam Baldwin? Yeah, we talked about him the other day, didn't we? On Maybe. our group chat. I don't know. I can't. I think so. I have a. I have a new appreciation for Adam Baldwin. He endorsed Ted Cruz in the 2016. Yeah, election. that was dumb. But uh, he was in the Patriot, so uh, he loves America more than you do. You and the Patriot need to get a room. I just watched it in class last week. Get a room. Uh, Morton Downey, though. Not uh, related to Robert Downey. But still, much like the Adam Baldwin, he is the wrong one. He's dead now. That's sad. Died in 2001. Which bad? Um, I don't know this Downey. Uh, he really hasn't been in anything. Who was he in the movie? He was Tony Pope. The... That's the reporter? Uh, maybe? I don't remember this movie very much. He apparently played somebody called Mouth. I don't remember. Um. Oh, he's a... T- oh, okay. He was... A TV show host, I guess. Yes, I, I know what you're talking about. That's what I said. Oh, okay. I said that. Sorry, I didn't know who it was. Hmm. All right, you want to move on from Predator Dose to AVP? Yeah, we can touch on that real quick. If we have to. Great movie. I honestly really like this movie. Same. I think it's great. It's it's got a strong female character, TM, in the lead, which. Uh, People complain about those when this one has like the best one, but for well, some it was like the, love the it. first one though, too. Uh, yeah, all the way in two thousand four. <laughs> uh, oddly, it's isn't it fun looking back how progressive the Alien franchise has been? <laughs> it really is. Like the most all the strong women, yeah, very very ahead of its time. Um, God, you remember a few? You remember a few weeks ago when James Cameron was like, "Oh, this female character is nothing like." linda hamilton in terminator 2 she's a much better character do you remember that yeah i remember uh, i still hate him for that james cameron being an asshole that's nothing new i know but i'm just avatar 2 god i hope that movie never comes out uh, they're making it apparently uh this movie is alien vs predators written and directed by paul thomas anderson 
The best Anderson. No, Paul W.S. Anderson. PTA is the good one. I was just memeing you a little bit. Yeah, um, he's not a good director. Paul W.S.? Uh, let's see, what other... Resident Evil. Mortal Kombat, Event Horizon, Soldier. Okay, Event Horizon's a good movie. Soldier. It's a very lazy name for a movie. Drift, <laughs> Death Race. Yeah. The Three Musketeers. Hello? Can I get... Can I get a little bit? <laughs> Ugh. Origin, whatever that is. Monster Lucy Hunter. Two. Lucy Two, really? I don't know. They made they didn't make Lucy Two yet. Oh. Paul W. Sanderson's best re- uh, received movie is Death Race. What percentage on Rotten Tomato do you think it has? Forty five. Forty five. Yeah. Close. Forty three. His highest cinema score is an A minus for Mortal Kombat. Yikes! He really hasn't had that many good success. Oh, he's had a f- had a few successful movies. Never mind. Um, yeah, Alien Predator. I th- I still think is really underrated. I it is the underground temple, the snow temple thing is something I've always thought was cool. Uh, the universe building that it does do um, doesn't get a lot of it, but it gets enough. And, it does. It adds to the Predator uh, yeah. lore a lot, and like, I like that. Was it already established that Predators, like young Predators, were put like on a planet to hunt aliens, and that that's how they got I don't know, they became part of society? Or was that... I don't think so. I think maybe it was a comic book thing, but maybe. it was never in the movies. I think that's a really cool idea. Uh, I also like that it kind of creates um like a like a hierarchy i guess amongst aliens is like that the predators are kind of the top dogs and the aliens like the xenomorphs at least while uh, they're formidable they're still like a part of the ecosystem kind of you know like the alien is i don't know it's less sentient than the predator yeah yeah because i mean the, the impression i got from at least the first alien movie that is that the xenomorph is like a you know like, there could be a planet of xenomorphs, and they're, like, the ones that are in charge, I guess. But this one makes the Predators out to seem like they're, um, you know, like they're us. Like, they're at the top of the food chain, you know? Even though the alien is just as formidable. But, hmm. uh, no, I love the scenes of the people kind of getting crushed by this maze or getting killed by the aliens and the Predators. And that scene when the Predator is, like, talking to... I don't know if he's talking to, but he's facing like the main girl like this not zoe saldana and like you see and the he's, alien. uh he'll show up and then he uh kills it with the shuriken no 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 it's like well he's talking to him and the thing tries to sneak up on him and then the predator just like quickly snaps and just like with his yeah that's what i'm talking about no not with a shuriken but like with his blade he just like oh yeah okay. and then the alien just kind of sits there for a second and then and his head and just falls it, off yeah love that scene love love that scene, scene. Um, I just think this is such an underrated movie. I, it is legitimately not just fun. It, I think it's actually really good. And here's my question: What do you think of the Great Alien in that movie? Hold on, I'm gonna need a Google refresher. It's the one that gets caught in the net and then kills two of the predators. Ooh, which is bullshit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember it. I don't like that guy. Mad respect. 
That's no, I think that the writers gave him they gave him too thick of a plot armor. Nah. It doesn't make sense. It makes plenty of sense. It's an alien. Unless those predators were a bunch of giant pussies. Well, so you, some of if I mean if the predators are just by are at large so much more powerful than the aliens, why do the ceremony at all? You know? I guess that's a good point. Like it has, it, they must be a really big challenge for them. I don't know. I haven't, th- I haven't thought about this logically since I was in the fourth grade. So <laughs> you're gonna have to give me a break. Never. Being friends with, a, we would debate this movie for hours. Good, good friends. Um, yeah, I, I, I think this is an. Inc- I think this is better, a better team up versus movie than Civil War. That's. I'll just say that. <laughs> it's a better. Uh, Team Up versus movie than uh, Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, definitely. But uh, and then you get to Alien versus Predator Requiem. Yikers! It is. I'll say this: it's fun in a different way. Of like, yeah, like you, you put the Alien versus Predator fight in the in a in a Arctic the temple. Town. Yeah amongst some explorers and you have some lore and you have some thrills and you have some this and some that. But then you can also just drop them in the middle of a small town and have them wreak havoc, which I think is just not, not as fun, but still there's a lot of, excuse me, a lot of entertainment value there. And I don't, I really like alien versus predator Requiem too. I think it's a lot more cheesy and stupid than, than the last movie. And you know, some of the previous, movies in those franchises but i think it's still pretty entertaining and quite a bit of fun i, don't I, think I like it good. what did you say i don't think it's as good yeah but it's still fun yeah but does it being fun make it a good movie nice oh uh, did you like reversal. that did you like that uh, um uh, I just, no, I mean, part of my evaluation of a movie is I, you know, I, it's very much a one plus one equal equals two. It's you know how much how good on a technical storytelling level do I think this movie is plus how much did I enjoy myself? And t- on a technical level, this is like a four out of ten, <laughs> but on enjoyment level, it's like an eight or a nine. So it's you know, it's, so if you. It's a good. It's a good five out of ten. Then yeah, it's you know, just a little closer to six. I think it's good. I mean, I I could watch this right now, and I would have a very good time watching it. We should. And, we should watch this. Yeah, uh, critics called it a B movie, and I completely agree. I think it's plenty of I mean, fun. It's not as good as B movie, but that's true. But again, what is nothing? Yeah, you can't really. Uh... Directed, it's not really fair, yeah. Directed by the brothers Strauss is their name, Colin and Greg really? Strauss. They made one more movie after this. Then quit. Then I, they have no other credits. The, the so they burst onto the scene at age, let's see, like twenty nine and thirty ish. They made Alien vs Predator Requiem, solid financial hit. Didn't do well critically. Fine. They moved right on to Skyline. You know, Skyline, the movie. What is that movie? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Budgeted between 10 and $20 million and made $68 million. Honestly, sounds like a piece of art. It's not. 
starring uh, Eric Balfour, Crystal nope. Reed, Brittany Daniel, Scotty Thompson. Hello. Am I getting you excited? <laughs> I wish I could be a famous person, be in a movie, and have my just a fucking nickname. Yeah, call me Scotty. Scotty. I'm not a Scott. I'm not a Scott. I'm a Scotty. You gotta <laughs> want to come help me move out of my apartment? I gotta go be in a movie. Oh, now this is sad. So the brother Strauss got their start as um so AVP Requiem they directed, Skyline they directed, and then and their most recent credits are visual effects supervisors. Oof. Oh, that's a demotion. Or they got <laughs> vi- video not visual effects supervisor, designer, supervisor, supervisor, supervisor. Like, oh that's a that they don't Unless these guys are just massive jerks, I don't think they deserve that. They made two financially successful movies. They How much money did their uh, other movie make? Uh, Skyline it cost between ten and twenty, made sixty eight, so it's, it's making some money. AVP made made a good mo- amount of cash. I don't know. I feel bad for these guys. I hope they get another chance to direct because you know, even if you make a bad movie, it, it makes money. You should be able to make more movies. I don't know. I'm ho- I'm hoping for these guys. I'm rooting for them. You rooting for them? Yes. The screenwriter Shay Salerno. Uh, let's see. He wrote Hawaii Five O. <laughs> he's a writer nice. for the Hawaii Five O. Oh my God! He's writing the next four Avatar movies. Ah! No. No. Stop it. Seriously, I'm not even kidding. The writer of Alien vs. Predator Requiem is the sole screenwriter listed for Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5. <sighs> oh, no. Oh, these are going to be so bad. Oh, my God. Is it too late? Can we stop the, we stop the, mo- the planet? I want to get off. I'm, uh, I, can't, I, I can't make it any, any further, Cody. <laughs> Why are those happening? Uh, the first one wasn't even good. It really wasn't. James can't. Avatar has a Wikia page. Why? I don't know. Wiki is for like if you have a show that has a lot of stuff and you want to. Ah, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, Avatar two is coming out in twenty twenty, baby. Oh, oh. Hey. You excited? No. No. Yikes. Uh. So I hate it. Predators, <laughs> the last one. Uh, I have not seen this one, though I plan to. Uh, maybe before the new one? I don't know. Uh, but you have any thoughts on it? It's fine. Yeah. Morpheus is in it, so it's cool. Okay, good. Topher Grace um, as well. Topher Grace is in it? Yeah. Only other person I remember in it is Adrian Brody. Daniel Trejo? That's his name, right? Yeah, something like that. No love for Danny Trejo, Cody? He's fine. I mean, it's not Machete, so I don't really care. Directed by Nimrod Antal. Oof. Who later directed Metallica Through the Never. And That's a hell of a name. The Whiskey Robber. Fun fact about the name Nimrod is that it originally appeared in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. That's where it gained popularity. 
where uh, Bugs referred to, I think Elmer Fudd as Nimrod, people in like contextually took that as um, like it's not like oh you're using Nimrod, he's dumb, but Nimrod actually is a god. He's a biblical figure described as king in the land of Shinar, who was the son of Cush, therefore great-great-grandson of Noah. He was a big biblical figure, and the writers of Bugs Bunny were trying to reference him, like people know who Nimrod is, but people took it as an insult, so that's how that changed. Isn't that fun? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's not fun at all. I understand. That's fine. That was super boring. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Which brings us... so. like what what grade would you give predators predators gets like a six okay so let's talk about the predator upcoming film not movie film of course written directed by shane black like we said uh starring boyd holbrook who is recently in logan (gasps) yeah do you think this movie is going to be like the predator version of logan what if we I make the president so. the president? I almost just said yikes. The predator old the president. Old. Oh, but then the predator picks up uh, a young protege. Wait, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who wants to deal with this lesson? Wait, like whoa, 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 whoa. What? What if? Listen what? here. So, yes. just so I don't sound as dumb as I did earlier, okay. um, the, we do have the president in it. Yes. And he's all old. Yes. Uh, uh, <coughs> um, uh, I don't know. I'm okay. done. Oh, you, you you ran out of gas? But but it's like he's being hunted by the Predator instead of a robot. Interesting. How is this like Logan? Because he's old. Very good. I like that. <laughs> also starring uh, Trevante Rhodes. I know that guy. Oh, he That's was the guy in, from um, Moonlight. Yeah, he was in Moonlight, your favorite movie. Listen, it's not a very good movie, but I um no but I have learned to appreciate it just a little bit more. Racist. Uh, also, Jacob Tremblay from The Room. You want to try that again? Jacob Tremblay from The Room. That's not true. <laughs> from Room. Whatever. There you go. Movie stinks. That was Josh's favorite of 2015. Can you believe that? That's a great movie. Why is that? That's unf- ah, he's such a liar. He doesn't even... I hate him so much. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key, the best ever. Okay. Keegan-Michael Key, Hello. Don't He's fine. Twice. The substitute teacher sketch. Yes, he was good. Uh, A-Ron. <laughs> A-Ron. D-Nice. A-A-Ron. <laughs> D-nice. Uh, Olivia Munn as a character named Casey Brackett. No Ooh. way. Is she really? Yeah. Former host of Attack the Show is starring. What is her... <laughs> her career is so weird. She did Sorkin. And she did it well. I, I must Who'd say. Who'd she do in? Oh, she was in that. Uh... Newsroom. Yeah, she was. Alongside one of my favorite actors who deserves to have a humongous career but hasn't because God is cruel, Thomas Sadowski, who played Don Kiefer, one of my favorite characters in 
any Sorkin thing. My God, I love Don Kiefer so much. Um, Sterling K. Brown, the guy with the really annoying voice from everything that he's in. Do you want to hear my? Actually, do you want to hear my Sterling Brown K. Brown impression, Cody? Yeah. So, to do a Sterling K. Brown voice, you have to take strange pauses. Is he like a black? (laughs) I don't know Uh, why I can't love you, Dad. I'm going to see what he actually sounds like. But what about the justice for that little girl? Possibly. I don't know. That's not very good. Sterling K. Brown. His voice really upsets me, but I think it's like a, like a creative choice. Like when he plays a character and it's not like how he talks all the time. At least I hope Hold on. So. I'm watching his SNL monologue. Okay. That's a good one to, to go off of. Man, maybe not. I don't know. You let me know. Also starring in The Predator is Jake Busey, the son of Gary Busey. So that could get weird. Legacy, dude. Straight up legacy. Uh, nobody else I don't recognize. But, yeah. Uh, are you excited about The Predator? What are your expectations? Hold on. Okay. He sounds pretty normal to me, dude. Maybe it was just... Uh, I, I first saw him in OJ, the OJ miniseries, so maybe that was just, I don't know, a character choice. That's possible. His voice is uh, very throaty and raspy. I don't know. That's uh, true. That's canon. Very canon. Uh, the Predator, though. Yes, excited? I'm excited for it. I'm going to watch it. Uh, I was at the movies today, and I saw a poster for it. The orange the color scheme is an interesting choice. Don't often see movies with an orange color scheme. And for this movie, where it seems like it's kind of taking place in the woods and stuff like that, I don't know. It's a little strange. Uh, it's certainly good marketing material. It certainly caught my eye. The poster for it right now is amazing. Of the predator hand holding the severed head of another predator. Damn. That's cool. It's fucking lit, dude. It is pretty cool. I'm trying to fix my fucking movie pass. I'm so mad. Oh, what happened to your movie pass? I accidentally logged into a, uh, another device. Oh, no. Apparently they don't like that. Oh, no. So I've been trying to fix it. I'm talking to the support center, but they're... Not very good. Oh, no. Hmm. We sincerely apologized for the inconvenience it has caused you. Oh, are they French? Fucking Frenchies. I don't know. I Can't hope trust so. the Frenchie, Cody. I've- Honestly, at this point, I might just cancel it and restart. Yikes. Uh, before you do that, though, let's move on to watching, reading, listening to, buddy. We're not going to talk about remakes? No, we can... This is a full episode. We'll be all right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Watching, reading, listening to. I you am. Want to talk about skyscraper for a second? I mean, do you? I have one sentence to say about it. Yeah, right, go for it. It's a worse diehard. <laughs> Fair. What you? What grade did you give it? I think I gave it two and a half stars. Okay. I gave it three. I don't know. I enjoyed it. Uh, it was in a very pulpy disposable junk food kind of way. Like, I don't know. It's the rock doing rock stuff. And I, I thought some of the, even if they were pretty blatantly ripping off other stuff, 
I thought some of the action scenes were fun, like him with the duct tape kind of. Yeah, that, that was hard. funny. That that was funny when he uh, literally unsheathed his sword when he said earlier in the movie that I'm putting my sword down. <laughs> I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah, interesting. So many um, callbacks, though. Ugh. My new thing, my the, the the new thing I don't like about movies now is callbacks. I don't. They are so annoying to me sometimes. Like the the whole thing. Like, are you really that stupid that we don't know how to? turn on your phone really lady come on <laughs> come on nobody with an iphone doesn't know that i'm sorry it's just stupid but it's a fine movie i don't know like yeah, i was okay yeah why not i don't see any reason why it shouldn't exist it's just a fun little dwayne the rock johnson vehicle to get everybody all psyched about dwayne the rock johnson this movie is gonna make a killing in china oh yeah they're going to eat this up like crazy. Um, hmm. I also, uh, did I talk about a movie called Gemini? I don't think so. Well, I watched a movie called Gemini, uh, about a week, f- uh, last week, last Tuesday, actually. Very interesting. It, it was in, uh, not the last car cast. I think, the, no, I think the last car cast we did, I was kind of internally debating whether or not we should go see, the Joaquin Phoenix picture, you were never really there, or this. I wish we'd gone to see this, because this was Yeah, a did we make better. a mistake? Yes. But it was also a good episode, because we get to, like, rail about that movie. So that can be fun. But this is definitely Gosh, a better picture. Really, that was so bad. Uh, I highly recommend Gemini. It is... Here's the, here's the elevator pitch for it, Cody. It is a millennial murder mystery. Oh, dear. I know. But it's really good. Despite that, like it, it doesn't, it doesn't do like, I don't want to give anything away, but like one of the major clues of the movie relates to social media and it is done in a really, just a really cool way. I don't, I don't, it's just a cool movie. It's set in LA where like this girl is, a, she's an assistant to this big Hollywood star and this, uh, her boss, the, the star, uh, she finds her dead one day and like the police suspect her, but she's a, but she didn't do it, so she's trying to find out the truth, and it, it just kind of—it's very noirish and um, just kind of pulpy and fun. There's neon lights, so immediately it's a good movie, and it's got yep. a, a very, very strong twist. Uh, one that I think, what that not I think is is very obvious if you kind of take a step back and just think about the movie as a whole. But uh, it really—I didn't predict it. I didn't see it coming. So. Um, Kind of caught me off seven percent on Rotten Tomato. That's not bad. Seventy-seven. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good grade for it. This um, cast isn't very good, though. It's yeah, but it's not a great cast. But the people who are in it, you're going to be fans of them once you finish the movie. Even Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, I mean, I knew of her coming in. She's Everybody's like the favorite Kravitz name. kid. If you're going to say if you're going to stop that before a kid, I was going to have to fight you because I'm Lenny. Die, Everybody loves Lenny. Dude. Lenny's the best. He's the worst name. He's the doofiest name, but he's the coolest guy. Um, also watching a movie called Hearts Beat Loud. Again, shout out to Minneapolis. Please give us money. Um, very cute movie. Like the music. I didn't really care for the acting, though. Like uh, Nick Offerman's the lead. He's like one of the leads. And I thought he was could have that that character needed a little bit more oomph to it. He's great. Who do you think could have done it? 
in my letterbox review i wrote jason bateman and michael stuhlbarg and i'm gonna stick by those two because they can be like the the kind of fun cool guys that you can get behind while also delivering uh on the dramatic side so but i again i love both of those two regardless so no surprise that i'm fanboying over them bateman jason bateman is sneaky talented yeah i'm telling you i've said it before i'll say it again he's gonna win an oscar someday and it's going to happen when somebody pulls their head out of their ass and realizes how great of a talent he is. It's just going to happen. I hope so. Same. Also, rewatch Thoroughbreds. Loved it even more. God, I love this movie. I just bought it on Blu-ray today. I traded some movies in. Well, I didn't really buy it. I just gave them three movies, and I got it for free, technically. But um, Can I have your uh, do you have your digital code? Yeah. Can I have it? Sure. Sweet. I want to watch it again, but I really don't want to spend twenty bucks on it. It's at Soundgarden in Syracuse, nine dollars. Especially since I just bought a Quiet Place on Blu-ray. Yeah, you can buy Thoroughbreds for nine dollars in Syracuse. I'm not going to Syracuse, dude. <laughs> I well, don't. If we like go see Syracuse. Mission Impossible together, then you could stop by beforehand. I, I, I do want to see that. Um, Come on, let's just do it. Just, just go and do it. Don't be a butt. Don't be a butt. Don't be a butt. Also rewatch Steve Jobs. Still a perfect film. Uh, rewatch Mission Impossible. I'm going to try to get through all the Mission Impossibles before Fallout comes out. I'm so excited for that. I'm beyond psyched for Mission Impossible. <laughs> uh, re- watch All the Way with uh, Brian Cranston, which is a movie, kind of a biopic of spanning the time of President Kennedy's assassination to Nixon, uh, not Nixon, to Johnson being elected president um, in the 1964 election. Uh, oh, so it takes place over a couple of years. A year. I meant a year. A year. Uh, it, it's, <clears throat> it got its start as a play, um, so that uh, you can definitely feel that when you watch the movie. Uh, you know, they do have to, they do kind of like widen the scope of it for a movie, but a lot of the scenes are just two guys in a room talking, which is sometimes the Perfect. best drama. Yeah. Steve Jobs is basically a two-hour series of conversations, and it's the best movie ever made. So, Would you Second. watch a uh, Steve Jobs stage play? Yes. Me too. With the original cast, too. Even without the original cast, I would. The dialogue is that good. Uh, can we at least keep Jeff Daniels? Yes. Okay. Fine. Only because I'm, I'm positive he's the only one that would come back. We should re. Uh, that'd be fun to recast Steve Jobs for the stage. Oh my god! Like you have your pick of actors. You can choose anybody. I'm like, <gasps> just I want Steve Jobs to be played by um, Edward Norton's character in <laughs> <laughs> uh, in Birdman. Yikes! Olivia Cook as um, uh, Joanne Joanna. I buy that. Don't see why not. Michael Subarg as Michael Subarg's character is Andy Hertzfeld. That stays the same. He's the best. Uh, But all the way, I think it would have been better off just focusing on what the focus of the first hour is, and that's the passage of his Civil Rights Act of 1964 or whatever, because everything after that just felt like like a fourth act that just went on for too long. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just like, okay. I think I came. I think I got out of this movie what I wanted to get from it, what you guys are trying to tell. But now you're trying to make it into a Lyndon Johnson biopic, and I just didn't think that worked. 
but it's still pretty strong. Brian Cranston is really good as Lyndon Johnson. Um, uh, Bradley Whitford as well is plays Hubert Humphrey, which is interesting. <laughs> uh, and I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't recommend it per se, but if you're, it's a good social studies movie. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, <laughs> um, and then show it now. Just today, I got out of seeing. Uh, I, just a few hours ago, I saw "Sorry to Bother You," which is the latest indie darling, and I hated it because you're racist. <sighs> I didn't hate it. Yes, you did. But I really didn't like this movie, and not for any any reason related to the the people that are in it and the or anything like that. It's just this movie is just kind of a mess. And it definitely, it makes some brave and certainly interesting choices, but I don't think really any of them work, work out at all. It starts off as like a, uh, this, this guy, simple enough, fun enough about this guy who goes, uh, starts working for a telemarketing company. And like, he kind of hits his big break when one of his coworkers, uh, played by Danny Glover, the aforementioned Danny Glover, tells him Ah, that, that's why you hate him. Yeah, tells him he, no. Tells him he's better off using his white voice to do telemarketing calls. And yeah, I saw that in the trailer. Yeah, and from there it just it takes some weird turns. Comments on a lot of uh, current events and like American morals and values, I guess, and I don't know, it just didn't, it was just too all over the place for me. I didn't think it committed to one idea long enough for it to, for the, for that idea to really take hold and kind of uh, grip you, I guess. Um, I would rec, I would say I recommend it just for the sole reason that it's a very different kind of movie experience and you don't really see these kind of things often and maybe it'll connect with you more than it connected with me. Not saying you specifically, but just to the populace, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not something that I'm really going to remember at the end of the year. I have I gave I ranked it pretty low in my uh, 2018 rankings. I got it like two stars out of five. So, wow, I really wish you didn't hate black people so much, dude. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I do my best, but uh, wow, that is so sad. It's got some good performances. Tessa Thompson is very strong. Uh, <sighs> Strong female character, confirmed. But I don't think it's particularly good or even all that entertaining. Don't read Boots Riley definitely has a lot to say, but I don't think this movie did a good job conveying those thoughts. Ugh. Yikes. This is so sad. This is so cynical, dude. <laughs> Everything I don't agree with is cynical. <laughs> no, I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. I was, ex- I mean, I was coming into it seeing all the fours and four and a halves and like, oh, okay, this is going to be awesome. And you know, it just didn't really. I guess my real question is, what did David Arrow uh, think about it? He liked it, I think. He gave it a Ooh, three, three and, a half. and a half, dude. My guy. Your best friend. It's too bad. Wow. It's no thoroughbreds, Cody. But again, what movie is. Is that going to be your number? Do you think that's going to be your number one? Uh, no. No. I, I mean, I saw it. I rewatched it after we gave our um, top five of the year so far lists, and I still wouldn't change it. But if I watch it again and I 
love it even more or something happens on that third watch than maybe, but all I know is I love it right now. So I've seen, I've seen that and Annihilation both twice. So I, so it's, they've been given a, an equal shake as far as I'm Did concerned. Did you buy Annihilation? Not yet. I haven't been able to find it at a good price. Cause oh, you know what I'm going to... nine ninety nine is the most I want to pay for any movies right now. That's fair. To get a 4K? I'm not going to be upload, upgrading to 4K for a long-ass time. Why? Because you hate It's just expensive. Movies. I love movies. It's just expensive. There was a 4K TV for less yeah. than $300 on Amazon. Oh, really? How many? Yeah. 50-inch. 50, 50? Wow. Yeah, maybe. If I get a really good deal. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm also not 100% certain. It, I mean, that it's going to last 4K. Like, it's been a while, but it's still... Could reach Hit me up with just eight K, dude. Anymore. Yeah, give me the, give me the eight Ks. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> watching, really listening to for you. I have been reading the Green Mile, the Stephen King classic. Right. I am about half an hour away from its finish. I think. Let me check. It's a great book. It's highly recommended from me. You have 38 minutes left, which doesn't make sense to me, but Mm. what do I know? I think after we get off of here, I'm going to go and give the movie a little rent on Amazon and watch that. So, yeah, I like it. All right. Cool. Other than that, I don't. Did I see any movies? It's a skyscraper. I could have, I could have taken this conversation away from you and talked about the Patriot, but I won't. Um, is it celebrating an anniversary this year? Any big one with a five or zero? It's eighteenth. That's not. Yeah, that that is an ugly number. You're right. Ugly number. I'll tell you, eight is my least favorite number. Really? Just, just eight. I'm fine with it with an eighteen or twenty-eight or whatever, but just an eight. On its own? I don't like four. I love four. Four is a good-ass number. You're just wrong. Okay, we did an episode about Sicario, um, Ant-Man. Uh, yeah, we're uh, we're caught up. All right. Well, next week is... It's happening. Isn't I'm Mission Impossible watching... next week? No, no, no. Next week, I'm rewatching this movie. Are we're we going to go Dark scene Knight? by scene. We're going to break it down for its 10th anniversary, which is tomorrow. Next week, The Dark Knight, full episode, all to itself. Bada bing, bada boom. Please rewatch it. We're going to talk about it then. Should we watch it while we are... uh, That's a two and a half hour podcast. Recording the episode? Hey, I have nothing better to... Oh, shit. That's two... What are we doing this next week? Yeah. Okay. It's a two and a half hour tomorrow i'm not doing a two and a half hour podcast buddy we've done a two and a half hour podcast before not on one movie yeah we did what like didn't our uh, force awakens our last jedi episode go that long no force awakens oh. was like 145 and last jedi was like an hour and a half i think i don't know we're gonna go see, it'll be scene by scene it's gonna be fun i got okay, i got a lot two and a half i still hours. have i still have a lot of stuff that i need, i want to say about it that I want to get your guys' opinions on. Works um, for me. We haven't talked about it in a long time, too. So, plus, 
Josh needs to rewatch a good comic book movie after going through his Oof. MC marathon. Yikers. Yikers. Yikers Island. Um, but until that day comes, probably next week, you can follow us at underscore Railflix on the Twitter. Leave Email us at, um, at what, Cody? Railflixpodcast.com. At gmail.com. At, at gmail.com. Is that really what it's called? Yeah. God, I'm so smart. Again, we're on Anchor, so you can go to anchor.fm slash real flicks, I believe. If I got that wrong, it's in the show notes, so don't yell Let's at see. Me. A-N-C-H-O-R dot com. FM. FM. Dash real flicks. Slash real dash slash flicks. Real dash flicks. Real That's professional right now. Um, yeah, it's there. We did it. Hey, I'm right. I got it right. Yay. To tell me I'm good. You're good. Yay. Uh, so until we have Dark Knight chat, everyone have a great day, have a great week, have a great life. Seize Love Carpe that. Diem, make good choices. Yes. Praise Olivia Cook, rewatch Steve Jobs, and Cody, take it easy. Goodbye. With a hollow embrace, let's go back.